Calling All Cars, a copyrighted program created by Rio Grande. Los Angeles Police Calling All Cars, Henson All Cars, broadcast 250. At the dollar line, South in Wilmington. See the officer. That's all. Rose. This evening, Rio Grande presents Murder on the Left with the well-known feature player of stage and screen, Grant Withers, as Don Colby. The other day, I heard an old-timer say, I tell you, the dad burned automobiles to blame for most of the crime, and the varmints had to make the getaway on horseback. He couldn't get so far. Whether he is right or wrong, friends, this much is true. Law enforcement officers in California use good automobiles and the best gasoline money can buy. More fire engines, ambulances, and police cars are powered with Rio Grande cracks wherever it is sold than any other brand. California state and federal government officials also use Rio Grande crack to power their emergency public serving equipment. Benefit by the split second starting, swift acceleration, the top power and speed, and amazing mileage of this better gasoline. So, friends, if you're getting anything less, if you want real police car performance in your car, Set your compass for the nearest red and white Rio Grande station and get it with Rio Grande Crack, the most highly recommended public-serving gasoline in the West. Salient facts regarding our program tonight have been taken from records on file in the Los Angeles Police Department. We have therefore asked Chief of Police James E. Davis to open our program. Chief Davis. It is the duty of every police department to furnish to its citizens as much protection as it can. Sometimes the work of a local peace officer will carry him far beyond the limits of his local jurisdiction. In such instances, it is necessary that he cooperate with local officials in whatever political division he may find himself. For after all, crime knows no political boundaries. Needless to say, crime is no more profitable outside the United States than it is in any of our local communities. The story we are to hear tonight took place in a foreign country, one that has always been friendly toward the United States in matters of law enforcement. We are proud, therefore, that one of our own officers could be instrumental in helping bring about the solution to the case. I shall have more to say regarding this at the end of the program. Our scene opens on a bright April morning in 1930 in the office of Captain James Bean of the Los Angeles Homicide Detail. Captain Bean, here's a letter I got with my mail this morning. And frankly, I, I don't like it. I see it. Hmm. Unless you leave $5,000 in unmarked bills at the viaduct on La Cienega Boulevard before noon tomorrow, you won't be able to finish that picture of yours. Any idea where this came from? No, not the slightest. It was on my desk this morning when I came in. Have you got any enemies? Enemies? <laughs> Do you know the motion picture business? Who hasn't? Didn't this come through the mail? Apparently not. Here's the envelope. It didn't have any stamp on it. But it was with the rest of my mail. Anybody in your organization who might have sent it? Well, I, I don't know. I just one space in the studios where we've been shooting the picture. <laughs> what worries me is this. This is the third note like this that I've had left on my desk in the last three weeks. Oh, why didn't you come in here before? Why? Well, I... <laughs> 
I didn't want any publicity to get out about it. You see, there are several things I wouldn't like to come out right now. And if a lot of publicity breaks, well, there's no telling what might happen. Oh, I don't exactly see where we come into the picture, Mr. Fish. Huh? No crime has been committed as far as our department is concerned. So, if you'd like, we will assign an officer who can act as sort of a bodyguard. Well, that's fine. That's exactly what I wish you'd do. And, uh, by the way, I'll, I'll be willing to pay his expenses and pay for his services. Well, that won't be necessary, Mr. Fish. It's our job to protect people. Well, that's fine. Oh, uh, yeah, Captain, there's one more thing. Uh, my company and I will be leaving in a couple of days for a little place in Lower California. We're going to shoot some scenes down there for a South Sea picture. In Lower California? Sure. We've got a swell location down there. <laughs> down close to the past. And what I wanted to ask you was this. Will it be all right if we take this officer along with us? Oh, sure. I've got a young fellow here who'd be tickled to death to go. His name is Stokus. Joe Stokus. Okay, that's fine. I got a radio set by that name. <laughs> hey, you see, we'll only be gone a couple of weeks, but I don't want to take a chance on anything happening. A week later, the producer and his small company are preparing for work in sweltering heat in Lower California. Now, look here. You better go easy on them drinks, Dennis. This ain't Hollywood. You're in the tropics now, and whiskey in the tropics don't mix, you know. Ah, oh, don't worry about me, J.K. I never missed a picture cue in my life yet. That's Colby here. Isn't that right, Donald, pal? He's right, Mr. Fish. He's never missed. Yeah, sure, sure. But we got an important story conference tonight at my hotel. Carol Gifford's demanding a change in the script. Oh, and... what's the matter with that girl? Go temperamentally, guys, down here. Look, J.K., I'm the star of the South Sea picture we're making, see? Not Carol Gifford. That dizzy blonde sure, dame. Sure, 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 Dennis. You're the star. <laughs> but you see, it's too late to make a change in the cast now. We start shooting first thing in the morning oh, now. Oh, all right, all right. I'll yeah. be at your story conference tonight. We'll start shooting in the morning. Only go on away now. Let a couple of pals drink in peace. Okay, please. but <laughs> you better show up tonight to La Paz Hotel, room 400. Yeah, 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 yeah. La Paz Hotel. They have their hotel service and bellhops and flunkies even down here. Yeah. Here, have another drink, Dennis. Yeah. Why can't they let their hair down and take a beach cottage like you and me, Don? This is the life. A grass shack, a beach at your doorstep. Sure. Finish your drink. Of course, the rocks cut your feet if you're not careful like it did mine this morning. It hurts, too. Still, this is the life, boy. Go on, finish your drink. Okay. And uh, down about Carol Gifford, huh? <laughs> Sorry I blew up about her. Seems how you kind of stuck on her. I didn't mean to. Oh, skip it, Dennis. Carol doesn't even know I exist. Showed me as much on the boat coming down. Here, have another drink. Yeah. What do you mean she doesn't know you exist? Just that. She's got a star complex. Goes out with star players only. Huh? All the others don't count with her. What do you mean, star players only? Well, you're just as much a star player as I am, maybe. Well, you are. But I've never been starred in a picture yet. Second lead's only for me, so far. But someday I'm going to... Look here, Colby. You got this stuff it takes to knock them over at the box office. Well, man, you got everything. Looks, personality... Yeah. <laughs> well, it hasn't got me anywhere, Dennis. Anyway, let's forget it. Here, have another drink. A real one this time. Yeah. Mm. Mm, what about you? Where's your glass? I just finished mine. Besides, I haven't your constitution. You can take it. I can't. <laughs> you bet I can take it. And you know something, Donald, pal? What? When we get back to Hollywood, I'm going to see that Sam Goldman gives you a break. A real break. <laughs> Thanks, Dennis, but it's no use. Mm -hmm. Nah. It's no use. i got to make my own breaks. 
And it's got to be away from Hollywood. Yeah. Away from Hollywood. Late for the conference, Mr. Fish, but you see, I... There's Dennis Clark. Didn't Dennis come with you? Well, that's what made me so late, Mr. Fish. I tried to sober Dennis up, but he was too drunk to come. Too drunk? And after me wanting him to keep sober. Of all the nerves. And on my picture, too, or that. I'm sorry, Miss Gifford. I tried my best to keep him from drinking, but he wouldn't listen to me. Kept on fighting for the whiskey. Ah, this is a fine how do you do. 500 miles on location, and he's got to get cockeyed. You're on my picture. That's what he'll do, Tad. Well, if there's anything I can do, Miss Gifford... Oh, no, there's nothing you... uh... Sam, I've got an idea. What? Again? Why don't you use this fellow here? This, uh, this, what's the name? Uh, Colby. Don Colby. Oh, yes, Don Colby. Use him in Clark's place, Sam. He's just as tall. He's just as good-looking. Colby? No, 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 not Colby. But why not? He hasn't got a box office name, that's why. He's touristy, Carol. But I'm sure I can turn in a good performance, Mr. Fish. And I know you won't regret giving me the break. Hey, wait a minute. I thought you and Clark were pals. Well, we are, but... Business is business. And that's what I say also, Sam. You know that. You can't mix social life with a career. Or can you? If Dennis Clark prefers to guzzle... Yeah, 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 yeah. No, Carol. But this is no time for experiments. I got a quarter million dollar production on my hands. Five hundred dollars my own money. And if I don't use Dennis Clark... Very well. Have it your own way, darling. You're the producer. But if it was me... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, I know, I know. But look, Carol, and you too, Colby. We got a lot of work ahead of us. Come on, let's go over the script. Clark can get the changes first thing in the morning. You can sober him up by then, can't you, Colby? Yeah. Yeah, I think I can. You think you can? Well, I mean, I know I can. That's better. You won't have to worry about Dennis, Mr. Fish. I, I'll start working on him as soon as I get home tonight. Midnight and still drunk. The famous Dennis Clark stood to the gills. Well, snore on, fella. It won't be long now. Getting you cocky, I didn't work as I hoped it would. Well, there's still another way. Yeah, a sure way. Come on, up on your feet, you drunken fool. Sir, what's so wrong? Shut up and stand on your feet. You Donald Don, old pal. Yeah, it's your old pal Don, just back from the story conference at the hotel. And you're going to help me be a star, see? Don, old pal, old pal. Yeah, me. Me and you are going to do things tonight. How about a drink? Well, later. First, I've got to set this clock back an hour and a half. Back to 10.45. And then I'll tip this table over. Whiskey bottles, glasses, clock and all. And the clock will stop at 10.45. Get it? It looked like you did it in a drunken stagger. <laughs> what are you celebrating, Donald, pal? Let me have a, let's have a drink. Give me a drink. Next, I'll tear down these door drapes, and that'll look as if you tore them on your way out to the beach. <laughs> yeah. The left drape. I mustn't forget you're left-handed, eh, Clark? How about a little drink? Let's have a drink. I want to celebrate, too. You'll we'll get your drink, Clark. Here, lift up your foot. Hey, what are you taking my shoes off for? Oh, we're going for a little walk, Clark. It's nice and cool outside, and you won't need these rubber sneakers. Oh, yeah, great guy, nice. Yeah. Swell pal. A real pal. Yeah. Real I got pal. your sneakers off. We'll leave them here. I'll take off mine, too. Yeah, my... uh, okay, let's go. Yeah. 
Here. Keep off the grass. Don't step on the sand. That's it. Along this long. Well, here we are, Dennis. The rocky ledge. There. Watch your step. Easy. Okay. Now get on my back. I'm going to carry you through the shallow water here. All the way back to a spot on the beach just in front of the shack. <laughs> piggyback. <laughs> All right, John, old pal. Let's go piggyback. Piggyback of my old pal. <laughs> I don't shake so much. I don't want you falling off and getting your feet and your clothes wet. Here we are. Just the spot. Straight in line with the shack's beach store. Wait. Don't get off. I want your feet dry, not wet. What about that drink, Don, old fellow? I need a drink. In a few minutes now, Clark. It's too bad you're too drunk to appreciate the details. Else you learn what a perfect crime this is going to be. Don't know. Hell, drunk I am. You won't be staying alone, you fool. Not with your head deep in the water and your legs stretched out on the sand. Well, here you go. Feet first. Yeah, that's perfect. Stretched out like a perfect stiff. Say, who hit me? Nobody hit you, Clarky, old pal. Just lie there quietly. You're going to help me to eliminate you. Help me to take your place as the star of the picture you're doing tomorrow. You want to help me, don't you? Sure, you want a drink. Anything, Donald Boyle. Oh, you fool, I'm going to kill you. And if you're stretched out here dead with your head in the water, I'm going back to the shack the same way I came. And I'm going to put on your shoes, your rubber sneakers, and then stagger like a drunk over the sand from the house to here. The last footprints will look as if you actually fell flat on your face, see? Like you fell headfirst in the water and drowned. Because when I'm finished making those prints in the sand, I'm going to stand on your body and lace your rubber sneakers back on your feet. Get it, Clark? The perfect uh, murder. I want a drink. I... Hey, I want a drink. I don't want a whistle. Come on, let, let me have uh, it. Let's go get a little... It's right here, a belly full of ocean. Hey, what? It's cold. It's done. What's uh, going on? Ah, quit looking, fool. It's too late now. Get your head back under that water. You gotta do it, Dennis. It's the only way fish will ever give me the lead in that picture. Here, quit your wriggling. Oh, God's sake, Colin. Get out of me. Ah, you've got to die. This time your head goes under the stage. A couple of more minutes and it'll be over. One second. Two. Three. Five, six, seven. A few hours later, just before dawn, Mr. Fish is aroused by violent pounding on his door. Mr. Fish, wake up. Wake up, Mr. Fish. Yeah? Hey, who is this? Who is this? It's me, Colby. Open the door, Mr. Fish. It's important. Please hurry. All right, all right. Then I get my bathroom on. Hey, what is this, Colby? The fine time to... Hey, what's the matter? You look like you seen a ghost. It's it's Dennis Clark, Mr. Fish. He's, he's dead. What? Yeah, dead. Drowned. I saw him stretched out on the beach. I tried to revive him, but I couldn't. Uh, but, uh, are you sure he's dead? Did you call a doctor? No, I, I came here first. I thought maybe... No, we'd better get a doctor right away. Here, come on in. Close the door. I'll get him on the phone right away. <laughs> Hold her up and break that into me. This is... Hello. Hello, operator. Operator, get me a doctor, quick. What? I don't care if he is a French doctor. Any doctor. And I get him quick. Yeah, and rush him out to, uh, say, what's the number out there? It's the only house near the Rock Ledge. Yeah, it's the only house near the Rock Ledge. You can't miss it. And ask him to hurry. There's a man with a quarter of a million dollars for me drowning there. Ask him to hurry, yes. And operator, call Joe Filkus. I'll meet him there. Uh, yeah, operator. Have a taxi waiting downstairs for me. I'll be down in a minute, yeah. Well, Colby, this is a fine mess I'm in now. Here, throw me them pants, will you? Uh, I did what I could. I found him on the beach like that. Sure, like... sure, sure. I know. I'm not blaming you. Only this is a fine time for him to get drowned. Just when I'm ready to start shooting. <laughs> 
Well, well, Doctor, what's the verdict? You already examined him? Yes, and he's dead, Mr. Fish. Asphyxiation of the lungs. Asphyxiation the... For what's that? Drowned. Suffocation by water. Then you mean that, uh, well, being drunk, he staggered out here to the edge of the water, flopped over, and was drowned. Apparently so, Mr. Colby. However, that's for the judge to decide at the inquest. Uh, careful where you step, gentlemen. The police will want to verify those staggering footprint markings in the sand uh, to establish the official cause of death, you know. God, this is terrible. Dennis was such a swell guy. A great pal. Yeah. And now your pal, my star, is stiff like a board. Just a black shadow on a moonlight beach. I'm going to send my driver up to the judge. I should be here any minute now. And the police? Naturally. Mr. Clark is a celebrity. The police won't miss out on this, you can bet. Is there any other member of your company that knows the keys? Uh, questions to be asked by the authorities, you know. Well, yes, there's Carol, Carol Gifford. She was the coast tower clerk. Well, we better not have Miss Gifford treat Dennis like this, Mr. Fish. You know how upset she gets. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking of that. Uh, such being the case, gentlemen, as a doctor, I'd advise getting in touch with the lady before the police do. Well, what sort of police do they have here? Well, I imagine, gentlemen, you'll find the police here quite an efficient call. Well, and that should be simple enough, a drunk having an accident. What do you think, Doc? Well, so far as my examination is concerned, yes. A simple accidental death. Oh, there's a car pulling up in front. That must be the judge now. Uh, out here, judge. Around the deck. On the beach. Uh, hello, Dr. Ferrell. Let me wrench it out if you're going to kiss it. Two o'clock and just... Oh, hello. You have some friends with you, doctor. Mm, no, no. That is... Uh, these gentlemen are friends of the deceased. This is Mr. Fish. How do you do? And this is Mr. Colby. How do you do? How do you do? Judge Fabia, gentlemen. You uh, determined the cause of death, no doubt, doctor. Yes, asphyxiation of the lungs caused by an excess of water. Accidental? Apparently so. There being no head wounds. Of course, a further examination of the body itself might prove otherwise. Mr. Colby here says that the deceased was intoxicated earlier in the evening. Intoxicated? He was just plain drunk. Seems there is nothing more mystifying here than a very sad case of an unfortunate, foolish imbiber of alcohol. <laughs> That's fine. What did you say? Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, it's fine. There won't be any bad publicity. You see, we have a picture, a yeah, moving picture. Of course, I read this much in the local papers. Oh, you did? Well, gentlemen, it's a bit chilly out here. If we can go in the cottage. Oh, yeah, sure, of course. Uh, come right in. And oh, Mr. Fish, uh, you'd better get over and get Carol. I mean, I mean Miss Gifford, and prepare her for what's coming off. <laughs> It's me, honey. J.K. What do you want? I'm sleeping. <laughs> it's very important, Carol. Please, open the door. Oh, all right. Hold your horses. I'll be there in a minute. Well, I told you I'm important about waking a girl up at 2.30 in the morning. It's about Dennis Clark. He's dead. What? Say that again. I think he's been murdered. Who? Dennis Clark. Dennis Clark. Dennis Clark? Well, are you sure? Who told you? Have you seen him? Oh, here, come in. I told you. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. He's dead. Drowned like a rat. Drowned? Yeah. Are you drunk? Clark murdered, then he's drowned. Was this your idea of a girl? No, it's no joke, honey. Get your clothes on. The police want to question all of us, you included. Police? Then you are serious. I'll say I am. Plenty serious, and you better not... Me? Say, you're not getting me into any mess, Clark. Clark murdered, and you want me, your own girlfriend, to stick a pretty neck right into it. Say, what have I got to do with it? You don't understand, honey. I'm trying to keep you out of any scandal or excitement. That's why I'm here before the police get to you. And Miss Gifford returned to the cottage where Lieutenant Tokus had begun an investigation. Right here. Well, I guess everybody's here now. Uh, 
Uh, hello, that's, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry to keep you waiting so long, Miss Town, but uh, Miss Gifford was quite excessive when I am at work. That's okay, Mr. Fish. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Anyway, I was doing some private investigation on the beach. Good thing your folks didn't come too soon and disturb my investigation. But I thought all murder mysteries were investigated by the police. For the present, I've got this case. Pardon me, Lieutenant, but I believe I am no longer required here, so if you will excuse me, I shall go home to bed. Oh, no. Uh, don't go to sleep yet, Judge. Wait a while. I think I'm going to need you for something pretty soon. But, Lieutenant, I have completed my examination. That's as far as I'm concerned, death was caused from asphyxiation of the lungs due to accidental drowning. Yeah, sure, Judge. Uh, looks like plain case of accident. Just a time. Stick around, please. I'm going to need you. Well, Joe, do you mind speeding up the investigation of that? Yeah, please do, Joe. I'm sure Miss Gifford would also want it over as quickly as possible. <laughs> Don't mind me, Lieutenant Turkis. Go right ahead. I'd like to see how you detectives uh, work. Uh, thank you, ma'am. I'll uh, show you how a detective works. Uh, well, Colby... Uh, uh, go what do I got to say? Uh, go ahead. But I've told you all I know already. Dennis Clark and I were friends, pals. We lived here in the shack together. We've been uh, drinking together ever since we got here. Well, the night was the same. Excepting that Clark wanted to get drunk. Said he didn't want to sit around listening to the story conference that Mr. Fish had scheduled for the night. Anything else, Colby? Oh, no, I don't think so. If you were pals with Mr. Clark, like you say, why didn't you stay here and get drunk with him? Why should I? I've got my career to think about. Oh, I see. Now we're getting to the bottom of this case. I didn't say that. No, you didn't. That's something I figured out for myself. You were the second lead. But with him dead, you'd get to be the star. Have it your own way. I went to the conference and was there until close to midnight. Mr. Fish can confirm that. <laughs> that's right, Joe. Colby left close to midnight, all right. I didn't ask the time, gentlemen, but that's a good point. Good for you, Colby. Because when this clock I've got in my hand smashed on the floor, it stopped at 10.45, quarter to 11. So your time alibi is uh, perfect. Well, that's that. Yeah, looks like this is going to be an easy case to solve. Aren't you going to arrest anyone? I don't know. I've got some more questions first. Miss Gifford, was Mr. Clark uh, your friend? I mean, uh, a good friend? <laughs> well, I... Uh, you see, Lieutenant... Uh, what she means, Joe, is that uh, she knew Clark as a business associate. Uh, yeah, business associate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing personal about it, you understand? Nothing personal uh, at all. <laughs> Just co-stars in the same studio. That's I all. get it, I get it. And, uh... Mr. Colby, Miss Gifford, uh, how about him? He means absolutely nothing to me. Nothing at all. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. That's right. That's mm -hmm. right. <laughs> Jealousy, eh? What do you mean by that crack? Just this, Colby. You're in love with Miss Gifford. And she was more friendly with Clark. That's a lie. No, that's the truth. I can see it in your face. Every time you look at Miss Gifford, you look like a sick cat. Look here, you flatfoot. Are you accusing me of murdering my pal in order to get Miss Gifford? Oh, then you share my suspicion, Colby. You believe Clark was murdered. You know he was murdered. Joe, I think you're right. I'm almost positive Colby killed Dennis Clark. What? You believe it, too? Of course I do. Yep, Mr. Fish believes it. But I uh, have some proof. All right, let's have it. How could I know Clark was murdered? I uh, have a piece of tape here. It's got a red smear on it. I found it near Clark's body on the beach. So what? This piece of adhesive tape slipped off a cut on Clark's foot. The left foot, under the heel. Do you see what I mean? Yet? No. No, I don't. I can prove uh, that there was a crime committed. Maybe. But what can a piece of adhesive plaster mean to me? It could mean a murder charge for you. You mentioned murder once before. Any proof of it? Plenty of proof, Mr. Colby. You mean you can pin it on Colby, Joe? I think so. Yeah. Well, I'm listening, but you better make it good. Go My ahead. My deduction is very simple. Although I admit that the single track of footprints in the sand had me fooled for a long time. Almost a half hour. They looked so perfect. 
like a real drunk man could make. And the footprints matched the dead man's shoe almost like a glove. It did look like a plain case of accidental drowning, like uh, Dr. Sorrell said. Well, go ahead. Well, after, I think some more. I decided the murder had walked through the water. Then he took off Clark's shoes, then made those perfect footprints. Then he stepped on the body to put the shoes back on. And when he switched the shoes back to Mr. Clark's feet, the piece of adhesive tape, which was inside one of the shoes, fell off in the sand in the dark accidentally. Now, that's impossible. No. No, it isn't. I've got it, Joe. Once you knew about the plastic gauze, you knew someone had unlaced Clark's shoes and put them on again. And after it was over, the murderer must have jumped from the body into the water. Mm-hmm. What's the material? I'm going to film it right away. That's right. And the killer cut his feet on the sharp rocks in the water. You mind if we uh, examine your feet, Mr. Colby? Well, sure. Why not? No, no. The, the left one, please. Oh, very well. Well, there you are. Sure, I've got a cut on my left foot. Who wouldn't get hurt swimming out here? Was Well, even Clark had a cut, but that doesn't prove anything. Lift your feet some more, please. I want to look at the bottom of them. Well, is that high enough? Yeah. And now you're under arrest, Colby, for the murder of Dennis Clark. Oh, oh no, you don't. I suspected this. Yeah. I'll kill you first. Same as I killed Clark. Stand back, you fool! <laughs> nice work, Doctor. You winged him nicely. Now I'll tell you why I ask you to wait, Doc. Please examine Colby's foot. No, not the rock cut. Just examine the left heel, Doctor. Isn't that a mercuricomb uh, stain on the uh, skin of the heels? Mm. Well, yes, Mr. Pilkus. It is mercuricomb. Same as on this piece of adhesive plaster that uh, fell out of Clark's shoes, eh? Mm, yes. Yes, the same. Sure. And when Colby put on Clark's shoes, inside the left shoe was this piece of plaster with a mercuricomb on it. Colby didn't know that. He used the shoes. Then he switched them again. The plaster fell off. Well, Cinderella, it looks like you stepped into the wrong shoes. In just a moment, Chief Davis will conclude our program. And before Chief Davis closes this case, just a brief reminder that those who drive the most and know the most about gasoline depend on the police car performance of real Grandy Craft, and that the lubricant that can't break down is real lube, the newest and finest motor oils sold in the West. You'll find them both at your independent real Grandy dealers tomorrow. And now, Chief Davis. Colby was arrested and turned over to the Mexican authorities. He was tried and given the sentence prescribed by law. Because of his American citizenship, however, his sentence was somewhat lightened. But so far as we know, he has never returned to the United States, nor did he ever reap any profit from his crime. Thank you, Chief Davis. Cancellation broadcast 250. Suspect this case delivered to Mexican authorities for punishment. That's all. Go, you bet. Rio Grande has presented Murder on the Left with Grant Withers featured as Don Colby.
This is your narrator, Barry Kroger, bidding you good night for Rio Grande. <laughs> <laughs>